0: What's going on, everybody? Jared Barnes here, back with another episode of The Jared Barnes Show. And I just got to start this episode out with um, prayers up to Tiger Woods. We all hope that he has a speedy recovery. This is tragic news to hear on a day like this. And we just want to know that he's going to be okay. And we just want to wish a speedy recovery so he could spend a long and healthy life with his family. That's all we want. And with that being said, it's been a busy day. Um, I've had a lot going on. I had an interview today with a friend of mine, Morris from the Slow Grind. He will be on here a little later. I'm a- I also was on a episode with the Peyton Doyle Show. I will leave a clip or two from that episode at the end of this episode. And if you haven't checked out that interview, make sure to go check out uh, the Peyton Doyle Show podcast, uh, his latest episode featuring myself. It was a good interview. I had a good time on there with him. And he's always great to talk to. But... There, um, today is the first day in the NFL that anybody could use a franchise tag, and as of right now, no one has done so. But that started well today, technically. But when you hear this, it was yesterday. Nobody's used it yet. Uh, top candidates to receive the franchise tag, in my eyes, are Dak Prescott, and everybody knows. That the Cowboys' cap situation is not ideal, and for them to franchise tag Dak Prescott, they would have to cut people if he decided to sign, it. because cap casualties. The way the cap worked this year, about 180 million uh, five hundred thousand dollars is what they're expected to be in the cap. So that's not as much money as they would like, but next year it's projected to go up to I think 225 thousand 225 million. Crazy amount of money, but... Yeah, so Dak Prescott's one of the high-up people that I do think is going to end up getting tagged. Uh, Justin Simmons, the safety from the Broncos, I think the Broncos have to do everything in their power to make sure they franchise tag him because they do not want to lose him. And I think they would franchise tag him in order to try to get a long-term deal done with him because he is one of the best cover safeties in the NFL. He's a top-three safety in my opinion, you don't don't want to let a guy like that walk from your team. Uh, Kenny Galladay from the Lions, I think the Lions have to franchise tag Kenny Galladay. He's young, he's coming off of injury, but he has massive potential. And without him, their wide receiver core that they would be leaving for Jared Goff would be bare bones, the minimum, maybe one of the worst receiving cores I've seen in the NFL because Marvin Jones won't be there. That will just leave T.J. Hawkinson and a couple receivers that I honestly don't know their names, which is a shame. But if they don't franchise tag Kenny Galladay, they're going to be in a bad spot weapons-wise, and I don't believe they have a whole lot of extra cap space to bring in money. Aaron Jones is another guy that's going to possibly be a free agent, but I think Green Bay should franchise tag him or try to sign him to a long-term deal, maybe place the tag on him and then try to uh, get a – a deal done with him. But he, I think he's a player that would demand about $13 million per year. And I don't know if the Packers can honestly afford that without making a couple cuts. So it's up to them, but I think, I don't know if Alan Lazard is a free agent, but if he's a free agent, they need to bring him back because he's a very good receiver for them. And I think he only has more potential room to grow Aaron Jones might not end up back on the Packers next year just because they drafted A.J. Dillon. Jamal Williams would be a cheaper option to bring back, and they can do a one-two punch with those two. And possibly you see them losing Aaron Jones because it's either Corey Lindsley, the center, or Aaron Jones. And I think they're going to have to make that choice. And I think your offensive line is much more important than the running back position, even though Aaron Jones is such a dominant player. Another player, Hunter Henry. He's the tight end for the Rams. Uh, not Not the Rams, the Chargers mess that one up there. But I think he is one of the top tight ends in the league. I, I like him a lot. But there's always the chance that the Chargers could make a move, lose him and make a move at Kyle Pitts in the draft, which would be a huge move. And I know Charger Sands would, would absolutely love it because Kyle Pitts – I have the feeling he's going to be a much better receiver than Hunter Henry, even though Hunter Henry is, I think, one of the top tight ends in the league when fully healthy and, you know, given a significant role in the offense. And Brandon Scherf, the guard from Washington football team, I think he is one that needs to be franchise-tagged because the Washington football team cannot lose him. They need – he is one of the best linemen in the league. He's one of, he is their best lineman on their team. And losing him would be detrimental to their offense because they, they are an offense that will have to run the football in my opinion, because I think they're going to probably go out and get Sam Darnold, possibly draft a young quarterback. Taylor Heineke, I do believe will compete for the starting job in the fall. So they're going to need as many offensive linemen as they can get because Antonio Gibson needs all the blockers he can find. Now, There are a couple teams of players set to be free agents that, you know, could use the tag. But because of the fact that the salary cap is going to be in a situation that it's in, you know, it would put them in a bad position just cap-wise moving forward. So I expect to see less players tagged than normal, but I could be wrong on that. And also because of the cap situation, there are going to be cap casualties unlike any other year that we've seen. I believe this offseason in the NFL is where we will see a massive shift in the NFL. Many people believe that the NFL is becoming more like the NBA every single year as time passes. I am not one of those people, but in some ways, I can see what they mean. This offseason screams reset to me. Based off of the teams with the money that they have in the cap and who will be free agents. You know, instead of super teams being built, which, I mean, still is probably likely going to happen because what the Buccaneers might be able to do this offseason is going to be intriguing to watch for sure. But we could see the NFL maybe get more competitive as some of the bottom feeder teams that have some money right now and their rivals in their division and in their conference don't. You could see them maybe load up a little bit and maybe the league gets a little more competitive or it becomes like the NBA and some just get all the superstars and the other ones just have to build through the draft. That's going to be the intriguing thing to watch. And in a way you can see where that, what I just said has come to pass over the last couple of years. You take a look at the Rams. They have not had a first round pick since I think Jared Goff. And they, they won't have one until like, uh, let me think 2024. So long time, long time. And they're a good football team. They're a team that everybody would consider right now a playoff team next year. And they don't build through the draft. They build through free agency and trades. And they have all the superstars. And you look at a team like Detroit. They they have loaded up with picks, and they plan to build through the draft. So, yeah, I can see where people do think that the, NBA, the NFL is becoming more like the NBA in that aspect. But I think this year is going to be the year where you see – much more competition in the NFL instead of a couple teams that are just clearly bad and not competitive with the other teams. I think you see a balance because I think Jacksonville is going to make a couple very good moves this offseason. And then they land Trevor and then, you know, Cincinnati gets a healthy Joe back. I mean, there's going to be a lot of competition in the NFL next year. And, you know, here are some of my predictions for free agency going forward. You know, JJ Watt, one of the bigger names out there. Uh, he is a vet. He's somebody that everybody loves. Uh, I'm intrigued by J.J. Watt a lot. And personally, I think he wants to go to a team that's going to win a Super Bowl. So I have two options. Well, three options, but two that I think are morally going to happen. On the Peyton Doyle show, I mentioned Miami and Cleveland as likely options. You know, I've thought about that. I don't think Cleveland is going to do it. And I, I don't know if Miami going to do it either. I think Miami has a core of people that they like, and they're going to stick with that and maybe try to do something else, maybe get a wide receiver or something like that. Tampa Bay is a clear option for J.J., I think. And inside the vision he used to play in, the Indianapolis Colts, that is where I'm predicting him going at this point after a couple of days of talking to Peyton. I think J.J. Watt's going to sign with the Colts. Another one of my predictions for the free agency this year is that Julian Edelman, will get cut from the Patriots and join Tom and Gronk in Tampa. Another one of my predictions is Chris Godwin, because of this, is going to hit the open market. I think Chris Godwin is going to hit the open market market regardless, which is a shame because he's a great player. But he said on the Pat McAfee show just yesterday that, yeah, he would love to stay in Tampa, but it's time for him to get paid. And when you say something like that, that sounds like you're not going to be back in Tampa next year. And my last and final prediction that I'm going to give today for free agency is that Deshaun Watson is not going to get traded. And the Texans are just going to sit on him and force him to stay, which makes it awkward, makes it bad, but they also know they can just find the life out of him if he doesn't show up to a voluntary and mandatory things. So when when he starts missing training camp and he's getting fined a bunch of money every single day, at some point you'll see him come back and maybe he'll do the James Harden male linen, but that is not the kind of guy that Deshaun Watson is. Deshaun Watson, I believe, if he has to get stuck there, he's going to give his all. I just would like to know with Deshaun Watson what happened over the 11 to 12 months where he just immediately went from loving the organization to signing a four-year extension to absolutely hating it and wanting out immediately something went wrong there. And I will be intrigued over the next couple months, maybe learning what that was. Now I said originally last week that I would be doing my first mock draft in this episode. It was a busy week and I be honest with you. I'm disappointed to say that I did not get around to it. And I feel bad that I said that and did not fulfill On my word, I will try to do better, and I will try to get it within the next two weeks and get my first one out there for you all. With that being said, though, I did rank a couple positions, two of the positions that I think are going to be huge in the first round, and that is quarterback and wide receiver. And I will go through my top five for that position. So quarterback number one, I have Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor is the clear-cut best prospect in this draft. He is a guy that if you you miss on, uh, you're going to regret it. And uh, Jacksonville does not want to draft anybody else other than Trevor. I feel like we know that at this point. And Trevor's locked in number one. My number two quarterback is Zach Wilson. I've been very high on Zach for a very long time. If you've listened to this show before, you know how I feel about Zach. I think he's an absolutely amazing quarterback. And I think he fits in a lot of systems in the NFL. I think he has a lot of pro-level, like, he played in a pro-level offense very similar to what I believe Joe Burrow played in last year, and it impressed me quite a bit. My third quarterback is Justin Fields, and no knock on Justin. But I believe him and Zach, and no knock on Justin having him at three. People are going to say it's a knock, but I believe Justin's a great quarterback. I I believe he is. Uh, I think he has a little bit of issues staring down his – uh, primary target and throwing it to him regardless every once in a while but and then every once in a while on the tape you see him make a lot of great reads and just read the field in such a quick way that it's very impressive but sometimes he struggles because sometimes he does just stare down that primary target but his athletic ability is off the charts. He is a great leader on and off the field and I think any team that gets him is going to be lucky. Now at four, this is where I kind of shift from everybody else. I've noticed a lot of people have Trey Lance at four. I do not. I have Mac Jones. Mac Jones has proven to me he can do it at the highest level. Mac Jones has proven that he can read a defense. Mac Jones has an absolute hose for an arm. And Mac Jones is accurate. He can read a defense. He just has everything but an athletic ability. But he is is a quarterback's quarterback. He is a guy that can just throw the football 50 times a game, and you know what you're going to get with Mac. And that's why I like Mac. He's consistent. He doesn't make huge mistakes. He doesn't get rattled. Yeah, he played with some of the best talent in college football. Yes, he won the national championship with Alabama around a completely talented offense. And yes, he played with maybe the best wide receiver in this draft. But Mac Jones is an extremely talented quarterback. Put some respect on his name. Uh, he deserves, He is for sure, in my mind, a top 20 pick in this draft. I don't see how he slips further than that. And if he does, someone's going to get a steal. Now at five, I have Trey Lance. I don't see what everybody sees in Trey Lance. Uh, I see a guy that is a pretty solid quarterback with good athletic ability. Doesn't make mistakes. He's good. I like him. I believe all five of these quarterbacks are first-round talented quarterbacks. One of them's not going to go in the first. Or they're all going to go in the first. I'm not sure. To be completely honest with you, I'm not an NFL scout evaluator, and I could be dead wrong about all of these guys. But I got a pretty good inkling I'm not. Trey Lance at five, I just don't see what everybody else sees, and that's just me. I don't really know how to explain it. That's just kind of how I feel. So that's my top five quarterbacks. I got my top five wide receivers as well. And my number one is Jamar Chase. The guy is an absolute beast. He, I saw a photo of him standing next to Justin Jefferson and Devontae Smith. Wow, I was impressed with his just stature, muscul- muscular frame. His, like, I know he's fast. I've watched him on film. He is insanely talented, and he was just torching people at the age of 19. He opted out last year, didn't play. I don't think that's going to hurt him at all. He looks in great shape. He is very, very talented, and he's very, he's going to be very, very good at the next level because he's a he's a combination of a, a DK Metcalf and like I I don't I, I didn't want I because he's not as fast as that he's so good. I don't know what he's a combination of because I take that back. I don't know where that thought was going, honestly. But he is just very, very talented. I think he's a top, I think he's one of the top five talented players in this draft. And my next wide receiver, I would say the same thing about Devontae Smith, although he doesn't have that muscular frame. He's a much thinner and slender wide receiver. But again, referencing that picture with Justin Jefferson, Devontae Smith, and Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith and, Justin Jefferson have the same build. So anybody knocking Devontae Smith, saying he he might not be able to do it at the pro level because of his build, you're dead wrong. You're just dead wrong. We've seen wide receivers dominate like that at that size. So you're dead wrong. Devontae Smith is going to be just fine. He's, one of, he's a great route runner, maybe one of the best in his class. But he is so good. It's not even funny. Again, top five talented player in this draft. Very deep offensively this draft is. Number three, Jalen Waddle. Alabama was blessed with talented wide receivers over the last couple years, and it's only going to continue. And Jalen Waddle was just part of that crew. Jalen Waddle's a first-round talent. He's going to get drafted in the first round. Alabama's going to have four wide receivers go in the first round two in two years. Insane to do that. But Jalen Waddle has the potential to be the best out of all of those wide receivers. He could turn, like Henry Ruggs was talked about, as a Tyree kill type player. Jalen Waddle is a Tyree kill type player. That's what he is. He's just so good, but he's also a great route runner. He's also a great team guy. He proved that in the national championship when he was cleared to play and was physically able to play. He played even though it didn't look like he was ready. And I respect that about Jalen Waddle a lot. It didn't help him climb my draft board at all. He was number three anyways, but it made me respect him as a player a lot more. At number four, I have maybe a little bit different from other people you've seen, but this is a name you should get familiar with because you're going to hear it a lot. Rashad Bateman, Minnesota. He's physically talented. He has a great build. He can create separation off the line versus anybody he plays against. It's very impressive watching him come off the line versus corners. I enjoy it a lot because he is a guy that, I mean, he takes a couple steps. He's gone. He is out. I really like him a lot. And number five, I had a toss-up here. It was either going to be Cardarius Tony, or Rolando Moore, so I just kind of have him as tied because they're both burners. Uh, Tony is a much better route runner, but Rondell Moore is also just an absolute burner, and Tony is as well. Tony was in so many different spots last year for Florida, it was crazy to think about. He would play just anywhere they needed him to be, and that's, how ta- he, that's just because of, of, of how talented that he was. Rondell Moore opted out, but everybody remembers his play versus Ohio State. He had an absolute game that day. Uh, One thing that does concern me is his lack of downfield plays, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. He did not play with uh, a greatly talented quarterback at all at his time at Purdue, and that's no shot at Purdue's quarterbacks. But they are not guys that can force the ball downfield and make huge plays. He was playing in the Jeff Brum offense. They run a lot of screens. They don't run a lot of downfield passing. They run a lot of quick stuff, and that's part of the reason he fit there so well. He made a lot of plays. He could be – he's a very huge – Uh, versatile player, and that's why I like him a lot, and that's why he's in my top five. But, yeah, that was my top five wide receivers and stuff like that. And there is some other stuff going on in the sports world right now that, you know, I feel like I want to talk about as well. And that would be the NBA All-Star game. It it all kind of came out. uh, The starters came out last week. We all know that. And you know, nobody seemed to have a problem with who the starters were. But the, when the reserves came out, man, there was a lot of issues people were having. So in the West, as of reserves, we have Chris Paul, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons. Not Ben Simmons. Devonte Booker, not on the list. That's disrespectful. He deserves to be there. 100%. He is easily one of the top players in the league. And uh, I understand why Chris Paul is there. Yeah, I get it. Chris Paul, great player. Is Chris Paul better than Devin Booker? Is Paul George better than Devin Booker? And anybody mad about Zion being there? has a problem. Zion went from maybe the most hyped prospect in the NBA to one of the more underrated players because people stopped talking about him. So anybody that has a problem with Zion or even Rudy Gobert, in my mind, there's a problem. Now we look at the East Reserves, James Harden, Julius Randle, well-deserved Julius Randle. Well-deserved. He is carry, helping carry the Knicks right now in the playoff contention, and i talk about that later with Morris. We talk about the Knicks. Julius Randle is a beast. Jason Tatum, he clearly deserves it. Jalen Brown, those two might be one of the top young duos in the league. Zach Levine, carrying the Bulls right now and playing absolutely out of his mind. Ben Simmons having one of the better years that I can remember him having. Still doesn't know how to shoot the three-ball, but maybe he'll figure it out. Nikolai Vucevic. That's the thing people have a problem with is Vucevic. There's other people that they thought should have got in. Russell Westbrook, John Morant. I don't think so. Oh, and uh, Sabonis. People thought Sabonis should have got in there as well. You know, I'm not going to be mad about it. I think Vucevic is a very, very great player. And I'm not mad about it. There isn't many. There is not much that I'm upset about with the reserves for the All-Star game, uh, or the starters. In my opinion, it it is hard because the, there are so many great players in the NBA, and when you put it down to, you know, only so many guys can get in. When you, when you think about it, twa, how many guys is that? So 24 players make it to the NBA All-Star Game every year. And when you think about it, there is more than 24 great players in the league. So every year someone is going to get snubbed. If you're mad about Russell Westbrook getting snubbed, okay, I get it. If you're mad about John Moran getting snubbed, I get it. But, man, it's tough every single year to make it to the all-star game because you have to be one of the best in the world or carrying your team or playing like an MVP candidate. And that's what some of these guys are doing. And if you're mad about that, oh, well, it's an all-star game. Some of these guys don't even want to participate in the All-Star game anyways. So what's it matter? Calm down. It's not that serious. Now, maybe to them it's that serious because it's extra money. But you know, is it worth telling people to go kill themselves on the internet for it? No, it's not. And that's what I've seen some people doing. And the people in Jaw Morant's post, man, how toxic are y'all telling Jaw that he's not a good basketball player? Jaw would kill all of y'all. And y'all know it. Give me a break. All right. That's pretty much all I have right now. Oh, yeah. I do have an announcement coming after my interview here with Morris. So stay tuned for that. But until then, hope you enjoy this talk that me and my friend Morris had earlier today. All right, everybody. I got a guest today, walking mom Morris from The Slow Grind. He has absolutely one of the best pages I think I follow on Instagram. All of his posts are absolute fire. He's yesterday in the NBA. His memes are fire. They are hilarious memes. The music choices on all his posts are great. Morris, how you doing, bro?
1: I'm great. I'm great. And uh, before I came on, I wasn't wearing this, but I went to go change quickly. It's the old BB Sports hoodie if you don't know what bb sports is you're just a casual you just you just just haven't been around long enough that's really what happened if you're listening to the jared Horn show and you don't know bb sports you're just you're just a rookie that's all
0: That's it, (laughs) bro you have always been so supportive of me bro i appreciate you that's why you're one of my favorite pages bro like
1: thank you thank you i really appreciate that uh uh, I, I put in a lot of time and effort to this stuff and, and uh, seeing the comments every day from, from people, it really helps me uh, stay motivated to keep on uh, pushing like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, bro. So, like, you have a pretty intriguing name in your podcast, like, or page, The Slow Grind. Yeah. Like, how did you come up with that? Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's, so it's a funny story. So I started this uh, podcast back in... November of last year I think it really started I tried starting it earlier with my friend but we didn't really get approved we started at our college in in uh, Manhattan Uh, it's called Brew College I don't know if you ever heard of it it's like it's a smaller public uh, college and we tried getting our show approved we went through a sports podcast and it couldn't really get through until the next semester so we started up and we didn't really think much of it. It wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be something super crazy. And uh, uh, I started putting it out there and people started to listen. I got my friends to listen. And I started an Instagram. And slowly and slowly it started developing. But the name comes from me and my friends. Uh, I used to bet like minorly. Like I had like $20 in an online uh, betting account where like I would just put in like small parlays. And maybe one of them would hit big, right? And it happened a couple of times where I got down to like my last dollar, my last $2, right? So I would take these stupid parlays with like all the favorites. <laughs> I remember doing it like at the at when Marsh Madness just started. I took all the 16 Cs, the 15 Cs, the 14 Cs. I put them all together and I, and I tried making it. So taking that $1 and making it into $10 again, it was the slow grind. It was that process of, building it back up and building it back up and building it back. And then I'd come back down and then build it up. <laughs> and the, it was just, it was just like that never ending process that I I eventually lost that last dollar on some stupid parlay. or Oh whatever. yeah,
0: absolutely. But
1: over time, it's really came into its own meaning where it's just, you build every day. You're not going to build, you know the saying, you're not going to build Rome in uh, a day or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It. You're not going to build yeah. it in a day. So what I think is that you're not going to gain a million followers overnight. Not unless you're some big celebrity or whatever, you know, you're just going to build every day. You're going to go, you're going to put your head down. You're going to work. You're going to work. You're going to work. And then by the time, by the time you turn around in a month from now, you're going to be standing on this big massive thing. And you're just like, Oh, wow, I didn't even realize that. And that's, that's something that I, that I preach to people. Don't look at the day to day, keep on building, keep on doing, and you're going to turn around, I promise, in a couple of months from now, two, three months from now, you're going to realize, like, wow, that's amazing. Look what I did. That's crazy. Yeah. Sorry I rambled there. But, yeah, that's, no, that's, I, that that's, was, that's kind of where it comes from. I, I, just, I just want people to continue to be motivated to chase their dreams, no matter if they don't see success right away.
0: Yeah, and sometimes I would, like, that was kind of my issue early on. I wouldn't see the success I, I was looking for. But like stuff like that, like like you have always been somebody that's kind of told me, hey man, like you're gonna be good because you like actually good at this, mm-hmm. and like there's been other people too, and it's stuff like that that you just gotta realize, especially if you're a young up and coming content creator, kind of like us and some other people that are just starting, like yeah. you just gotta continue to put in the work, and at some point your audience will find you, but you gotta continue For to sure. put in the work. You gotta be consistent, and you gotta find you gotta find your niche, and that's I feel like you've done a great job of that very i mean very well yeah. and part of that comes from your editing thank, and you, thank you. i don't know how long i have followed you but i knew i followed you before like i think i followed you long before like right before sometime you started editing and like i started noticing your edits were just absolute bangers did you, and i did you know i've seen the progress we
1: before we hit 2020 before corona did you follow me before corona that's a good question
0: i think so because I scrolled back through my following because I can, like, you know how you can, yeah. like, sort it. Like, you were probably one of the first, like, probably 150 people I followed because I took a, a couple month break there. Yeah. And, like, I had followed you before that break. And then, like, quarantine started. And I then see I was if I like,
1: scroll through the DMs, see if I see how far I can go back with you. Yeah. Because that would be pretty interesting to find out. Let's see.
0: Yeah. That would be interesting to find out. But I do have, have another. Yeah question for you real quick so the editing when did you start doing it when did you know you were good at it and like did were you just in love with editing all along
1: okay so it really started out as a as a podcast that we just covered sports every week we actually recorded two episodes every week that was that was the initial grind i think we posted on monday and wednesday we would recap the NFL on the Monday episode. And then on the Wednesday episode, we would look to the future to the next week and do that whole thing. Um, but uh, no, it, it, I, you know, what it, you know, what it really comes down to Ethan from, uh, well, it was e- e- Ethan in my the sports podcast, but now it's Ian on the mic. I think I found his TikTok somehow and I saw he was doing edits and like, low-key inspired me if you if, if if you talk to him like I remember like I remember watching his videos and I'm like you know what like, I, I can try that that's not I think I could do something like that I remember I made a couple of them before that and like I didn't think really much of them but I think I think he really inspired me to like get into this because I thought it was pretty interesting I didn't know much I was using iMovie on my phone nothing nothing super crazy and I would just use all the TikTok sounds to like gain something and nothing really came out of it i would i would do i would do my thing on tiktok and i'd kind of repost it on instagram but i didn't really care about instagram back then it was all about tiktok yeah tiktok was the thing that was blowing up i'm gonna try to hit it as much as i can maybe maybe i'll find some success and i did i did find some success but tiktok's weird i don't really like it that much these days yeah
0: it's it very tiktok changed quite a bit from what it was pre-covid and then COVID hit and then everybody was got on tiktok all at the same Mm -hmm. time and then after that it just has so many different like sides of tiktok you 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 will just find and that's why i think it's it's going to be very hard for anybody to really blow up on there as much as they would have done nine months ago so
1: yeah i'm i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying to figure out where this starts but it's so far man it's so far
0: i scrolled back through i got i got the whole way to the top and our first message was like i guess i spammed your page with likes and you said hey bro thanks for the spam that was like april 30th yeah i know we like i know for a fact i know for a fact that i had i had followed you long before that though like we just didn't talk
1: okay so I'll, i'll give you i'll give you a quick timeline so I started the I think I started the Instagram I think a month after we started the show. So I think the show started in November, Instagram started in in December. It was very basic, very borderline. I'd post like a clip of the episode and I'd try to promote it like that. Um I'd get maybe like 12 likes, something something like very small. It was only really yep. my friends listening. Um and then, like, I started posting a little, a couple of edits, making a couple of friends, and they were, they, I, I remember, like, I got, like, 300 views and, like, I don't know, 30 likes, and, and I turned to my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, my God, did you see that? I got 30 <laughs> likes. And she's, and, like, and, like, she's, she's been very supportive of me through this whole journey and that kind of stuff, and, like, I was so impressed with myself. I was like, whoa, dude. That's so cool. It's real. I'm I'm really doing something, you know. And I look back on that, I think that's so funny. And really, right when Corona hit, and I couldn't record any more episodes, that's really when that shift changed. That's really when it became like, you know what? I I'm not really doing much these days. I have online school. I want to I want to devote some time and energy and try to do some edits do some sports edits and see what happens there right so my goal right when that started was i'm deleting tiktok for a while i maybe i still had it on my phone but i didn't use it right yeah. So i just put it to the side for i would say about a month or so maybe a little more and i just didn't touch it and i just went ham on instagram and i thought to myself what did i do on tiktok that was successful i posted on tiktok three times a day I would post three random quick sports edits that were all like, I don't know, 15 seconds long. It was like an Odell Beckham catch, or it was a basketball dunk or something quick, right? And so I took that mindset and I put it into Instagram, right? Where I posted four times a day. Most of them were reposts. I took, I took stuff from other meme pages or other pages, and I tried putting it together to find my own style or whatever it is. And as the days kept on going, I saw some success, and there was one post that I'll never forget. The a one, one, I think it was a Friday.
0: Can I guess what it is? This
1: clip, what, what is, is it? it? The jo-
0: is it the John Morant post?
1: No, no, no. Oh, dang, the... I'll try No,
0: that, that was, way was, fire. Oh, it was way later. I was going to say, that post was fire, though.
1: That was crazy. That one. That's a whole other story in itself. But uh, it was the first time I had seen massive success on an Instagram post was, I posted a Vince Carter tribute because you remember that game right before Corona hit, he was playing against the Knicks. I was watching it live and they were cheering for him to come in. I was like, that would be a perfect Instagram post. And I had this idea that I would post that shot, but in between the shot, I would post him dunking. Right. So I did that post. I made that. I didn't really think much of it. I posted it on a Friday and I posted, I think a clip of flight talking or something. He's, he was saying something stupid, right? Yeah. Like he always does. And, (laughs) I <laughs> posted those two clips and a day later I come back to my account and the Vince Carter thing has like, I don't know, 4,000 views and like a thousand likes. And I was like, I was like to my sister, I was like, oh my God, it blew up. I'm, am I famous now? I i, I, I might have had 200 followers at that point. Might have, not even. Yeah. probably even had like 170 or something. I got a thousand likes. I'm like, I think I'm famous now. I I'm officially famous. And that, that really motivated me to keep chugging along and making those things. And then after that started, I kept on making more videos and more videos and more videos. And then as time evolved, it just became into something bigger than I was. I didn't, I like, I would just make these videos every day and and people would just love it and love it and love it and love it. And I was like, this is, is this real? And and like (laughs) these days would just keep on stack and like, um, I just – it was just crazy the initial bump that people gave me, you know. Like, they really liked it. And then there was – I forgot what account it is. There was some dude that posted his own version of today in NBA history because there was no basketball going on. So it's hard to come up with content ideas, right? There's no more new games, so you can't really take the stuff that's happening in the last week and post it right now, right? So he took some videos from in the past, but on that day, basically today in NBA history. And I thought that was the coolest idea ever. It was something that could be new every day. It's always going to be changing. Right. So I was like, I want to do that. But my twist is I'm going to put it with music. And let me tell you that, that probably changed my life the most doing that. Today in NBA history, it's evolved like crazy since the start until now. But I look back at like those first couple of videos and I'm like, that was the start of something crazy because I kept that up from April till the NBA season ended in June. Yeah. So today in NBA history, went all that time and every day. And sometimes I'd even make three different parts because there were so many plays because there was a LeBron dunk, there was a Kevin Durant dunk, there was a this dunk, there was, a, there was something crazy happening, and I just couldn't fit it all into one video. So I just yeah. kept on making more and more and more. And trust me, I have so many drafts of those that I haven't posted. And at this point, what are we in, uh, almost end of February? Yeah. I have videos for like mid-May, like May 23rd, right? True. Like random May 23rd today in NBA history that mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to post on that day just because yep. I have it already. Because yep. I haven't posted it. I have like easy like 10, 10, 10, 12 drafts that I've never posted just because like other stuff comes up and you just, it just gets thrown to the back. Oh, yeah. Jared, you have no idea how many drafts I have. <laughs> Jared, I'm serious. You don't even know. I, this, this computer is, is a newer one. On another computer, I even have things there that haven't been posted. There's just so many, even though I post four times a day, four times yeah. a day. Yeah. But, here i'll give you an example today today i i'm posting i posted one meme yesterday in the nba history uh a draft and then another meme right so that's four that's four things the two memes i made last night it was the ryan saunders uh yeah getting fired and then the other one sneak peek well these people that are going to watch this already saw it already but uh uh, it's a meme about the Wizards on how, and how they're on a five-game win streak, which is pretty wild in itself. Yeah, way, they're, they're hot right wild. now, though. They're hot as ever right now. But those two things I made literally last night. So those two posts take over whatever other dress that I had beforehand, right? You know, like... Yep. They just keep on getting pushed and pushed and pushed. So if I were to estimate it, I would say as of right now, I can probably go a whole month without posting, without making any videos and I'd probably have enough to post uh, maybe I would say two times a day, two times a day without making any, any content. And I would still be consistent. I think I could go a whole month. If I had a month, like, without my computer or anything, and, like, I could only post those videos, I think I could probably go at least a month posting at least once, twice a day. That's wild. Which is, which is pretty wild, just because, like, I'll sit here one day, and I'll make three videos or four videos, and then, like, I'll post two of them, and then two of them just kind of get thrown into the background. It's, it's a weird feeling. I don't even know how to explain it.
0: Kind of do get on with some of the other things we got to talk about today. yeah of
1: course we got a little sidetracked.
0: <laughs> you are a new york sports fan
1: Dude, how do you about your knicks how well, you listen, feel about your Knicks? I'm, I'm very happy with them this year I, I i got something to show you about the knicks
0: all right but let's go
1: I got, I got a little number one fan. I think it's. Let's go. Toy, to be honest with you, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure it's a chew toy. It's, yeah. It could be. But I, it's pretty cool though. I, but I mean. I keep, but I keep this as a as a nice uh, memento almost. But this is the first time in. I feel so old saying this. Like ten years, nine nine years. I think 2012 was the last time they were relevant. They were like I think yeah. the second seed, uh, in the East. Probably one of the most exciting years for basketball, for me at least. It was Linsanity. It was Melo being insane. Yep. Uh, I think it was the year before he won the scoring title, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think he won it in 2013 and 14.
0: I think you're right.
1: I think – I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he scored like 28-something points a yeah, game. Yeah, something which like that. In these days – 10 years later, it seems like, oh, yeah, you're scoring 28 (laughs) points a game. You're not scoring 35. You know, it's like something nuts like that. Yeah. Like James Harden just ripping 30 points every night, like that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for them this year. I'm telling you, this is the most excited I've been in. And I was telling you before we started recording, I was fully invested that first time they went on a three-game winning streak. And I just looked back at it, and they beat – the Jazz earlier on in the season when the Jazz were 4-4. Four and four, You know what happened? The Jazz were like, yo, screw this. We're not losing again. And then they ripped off a crazy win streak and I'm pretty <laughs> sure they lost like one game over the next like 20 or something. Something yeah. mind-boggling like that. Who, they're, they're very good in their own right, but I'm very excited. Tibbs got them playing hard. Quickly's playing like a beast. That floater game, Oh yeah, he's so nice. It reminds me of like that uh, Lou Will coming off the bench, being a sixth man, just like an instant scoring option, playmaking ability. It's something obviously he's not as good as Lou Will, but he's just that vibe I'm getting right now that he's just gonna come in, he's gonna give you that spark off the bench, and now he's learning from Derrick Rose. Who better to learn from?
0: Exactly. You know?
1: He's been a he's a former MVP and someone that has really found his role in the NBA as the guy to bring in and help out the young guys.
0: So you like the Derek Ross trade then?
1: Yes, because I thought at first it was gonna take away quickly's minutes. I really did. I did too. And then the first game when they came out together, I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. Now I'm a fan of the trade for sure. Okay. What they give away, like, a, a PSJ?
0: What was he yeah, doing they, they in didn't, the G League. they didn't give up he much. Was so. in
1: the, he was literally in the G League. That's what he was going to do. He was going to play in the G League. That's what he was going to do this year. He wasn't even going to be on the team. So,
2: Yikes.
1: get rid of him. I think they got rid of a second-round pick, too. Yeah. What do I care about? Second-round picks in the NBA are just like
0: – They get traded all the time. So
1: no, No one really cares about that second-round pick. No. <laughs> if it's not top 15 – no way. The, really
0: the second round pick is not going to land you a player like Zion Williamson or LeBron James. So.
1: Exactly. No, it's not happening. It's going to land you a project that hopefully develops into a role yep. play.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's basically a six round pick in the yep. NFL. That's really what it is.
0: Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> so the Knicks are what, 15, six, 15 and 16? They play the yeah, Warriors. Game
1: on there. They yeah, play they the can...
0: Warriors tonight. Do you think that they have a shot? at legitimately maybe making a run to the playoffs this year?
1: I'm going to get hurt so bad when they don't make the playoffs. (laughs) But I just don't think I can see them fall out of the top 10. And being the ninth or 10th seed you'll play in the play-in game, granted that you'll have to rip off a couple of of big-time wins just to be the 8th seed and get – annihilated by whoever the first seed is, the 76ers or whatever. I think it's the 76ers right now. Yeah. Um, It'll probably stay them unless they absolutely collapse and let the Nets take them over as the first seed. But whatever happens, just for them to be an eighth seed or a seventh seed would probably make my life. Just because even if they don't actually do anything, I can say the Knicks are a playoff team. How exciting is that? I haven't had a legitimate playoff team since the Knicks and the Jets early on in, 2000, in the 2010 era yeah. where the Jets had the, uh, the Mark Sanchez little run with the AFC oh, Championship. Yeah. I was way too young to appreciate how <laughs> awesome that was. Yeah. I can't even imagine the, Knicks, the Jets being in an AFC Championship. I can't even imagine that these days. That's just so crazy to me. It's, it's, it's the- like insane to think about that. Like They were so close to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But yet, they couldn't get over the hump. I, I – it just sucks. And if that happened to me right now, oh, I'd be heartbroken. I wouldn't be able to talk to anyone for a couple of days, honest. <laughs> honest, I'd, I'd probably have to take a break for a couple of days just because of how how much that would, like – it would hurt, you know? Yeah. It would hurt. Jared, it would hurt.
0: Yeah. It, I know what the feelings like because I, that actually happened to me this year with the Steelers when they got bounced yeah. in the first round of the playoffs. I legit had to take a two-day break from social media in general. Yeah, exactly. Because I was getting so much hate in my DMs because everybody knew I was a Steelers fan. They were like, how about them Steelers, bro? And I just feel like so mad. Like, I was like, I can't say anything because we did lose. (laughs) And we did play like – we played awful. Oh, you So I was like, I just – I can't respond. Yeah, we were terrible.
1: Okay, but as a Steelers fan, what was your thoughts on all that Corvette Corvette stuff?
0: (sighs) Just looking back at it.
1: Just, I was just playing,
0: looking back. I was, fine with it. I was fine with it when it went on because I think that stuff like that's cool because I was like – when I played football, I was like a pest. And that's what I saw Juju was trying to be. Juju was just trying to be a pest. Yeah. But the problem was they started losing games, and that took on the blame of the the losses. When in reality, the losses was just due to the fact that the team well. was not as good as – people originally thought injuries kind yeah, of exactly. hurt us and not having a run game in the also, cold that was, that was in bad. November and December came back to bite him bad. So that's pretty yeah. much what happened. That stuff yeah. I thought was fine. Honestly, I'm one of the only Steelers fans that goes, Oh, I didn't, I, cause I didn't I hate didn't mind
1: it. The Corvette, Corvette stuff.
0: I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and then, then when he had to come out and say that he wasn't going to do it no more, I was like, Oh, people are going to, people are never going to stop. Yeah, exactly. And they,
1: exactly.
0: Didn't. And it's they just, didn't. It's just
1: something that that won't stop. Also, um, the Stefan it stuff. That was big time too.
0: That wasn't as that wasn't as bad. But man, when he said that, I was like, pfft. and then we almost lost with Jv Baltimore Ravens team. It was bad. <laughs> oh, I remember.
1: This was back when it was the middle of the season. I was kind of into TikTok at this point, but I remember. You ready for this? It was when they played the Bengals. It was the night they played the Bengals, and he danced on the logo, all oh, that good stuff, right?
0: He and got absolutely
1: raw. Right? Right? I, I posted that video on TikTok. I was like, Bengals by 50, right? And it was, a, it was like whatever in the first hour. Nothing was really happening. And then I guess it caught on as the game was going on. Like, I guess it, I posted it right in that time. Where that first quarter happens and they just get immediately hit by like a bus. Bang. I think they were down 14 yeah. nothing like within two seconds, right? Something crazy like that. And then all of a sudden the comments are flooding in. Oh, the Steelers this, the Steelers that Corvette, this, that. The Bengals are actually gonna win this game. Oh, I'm here after 14 oh, nothing. Oh, I'm here after this.
2: Yeah. And it
1: just took off. I think I think at the end of the night I had I don't know. 30 40,000 views something crazy like that and like a bajillion comments everyone just roasting
0: the steam and I got I got that TikTok sent to me about 15 times so your tick yeah <laughs> it was used against me so <laughs> during the game it was used against me and I was like I have to support the guy so like I threw it a <laughs> like and watched it but man it was tough
1: i can't that I I thought that that was so- so funny because i i made it as a joke i didn't think the Bengals were actually going to win the game no one nobody did gonna win the nobody
0: game. actually did
1: but i was like you know what screw it Bengals by 50 there's no way he danced on the logo and they put it on espn that 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 nothing happens something's got to happen and then when um when the when that dude uh made him fumble oh what's the guy's name what's the um the defensive oh, back's could. name that made him
0: i could what? not tell you I could not tell you. Oh, the Bengals.
1: Oh, oh, he was the guy that talked about Juju before the game. Earlier in the week he's like, Oh, I think it's disrespectful when he dances on the logos. I think it's this, I think it's that. And then like he made him fumble the ball, and then that was a big story in itself. Oh, I forgot what the guy's name is. Oh, damn it. Whatever. Von Bell. Von Bell. Nailed it. Okay, yes. Von Bell came out and was like, yo. Uh, I want to hit him. I want to do all this kind of stuff. Disrespectful. And then he goes out and does it. Amazing.
0: I don't even know how I pulled that Corvette, name out of
1: Corvette videos I saw of him getting popped. Of that song being played while he Oh, popped, I know. I so know. many. And I, you know what? I think I actually have one. That's a draft that I never posted. <laughs> I'm not even kidding right now. I believe it. Yeah, I do.
0: I, I believe it. Yeah. Wait
1: a second. Oof. I, 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 I even made a cover for it.
0: Oh, no. Uh, I don't yeah. want to see it. I don't want to see Booger,
1: it. When Booger said, oh. the Skills are going to win by a lot. You remember that?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember when he said it because I literally said, oh, we're going to lose. Wow.
1: Uh, yikes. When did I make this? In December Yo, I never posted it. Oh my Yo, god. Wait. Okay, you know what, Jared? I'm going to make it a thing. I'm going to post it this week. I'll tag you, don't worry. Ah. Oh. I'll post it, don't worry.
0: Yikes. All right, bet. But that's <laughs> that's tough. My Steelers are in a bad situation. But your Jets are not. But they have a lot of the hell have a lot of question marks. I don't know. There's a
1: lot of question marks. New new coach who I like. I like the energy he brings. Um, usually when you bring in a new coach, you go for a new quarterback. That's generally the mindset. Yep. Unless he's like a really established veteran great guy. Uh, but even in the case of Matthew Stafford, he, uh, he's gone, right?
0: Yep. So do you think they're going to keep something- Sam?
1: Unless something really comes out in the next, like, week or so that that shows that they're committed, I'm pretty sure they're going to move on. He'll he'll probably end up either on the Bears, maybe, which I know that'll make a couple of my friends happy. Upgrade for Mitch.
0: I think a couple. I I would like to see him in Washington.
1: Washington's a good option, too. 49 That's where I would like to see him. I like the Colts as an option for him before but, the Wentz trade happened. Personally, gotta, like if I was if I was trying to trade for a guy, I'd much rather go for Darnold or Wentz just because of like oh, the injury history, the age, contract, just like a whole obviously at full strength per se, like Wentz will be better than Darnold, but just the pre existing con- conditions with was it his ACL, I think?
0: Um Yeah, his um, ACL think he, he yeah, tore that he, back in twenty seventeen. Yeah, he, I mm-hmm. think he messed up his back once too. Like he's had a lot yeah, of injuries.
1: He's, he's just had it's, a lot of injuries. He has a massive contract.
0: Yeah. I and think they Sam have like $30 is thirty
1: million dollars in dead cap, the Eagles yeah. or something like
0: that. Sam Donald's not even twenty-four years old yet. He's still on his rookie deal. Um, I'm not going to knock the Colts for it because everybody knows my stance on the Colts. I said the Colts are one of the one of the couple teams that are probably going to have a high chance to come out of the AFC next mm-hmm. year. And yeah. I, I stand by if, that decision.
1: Wentz really. Stays healthy and stuff. That rug game with Jonathan Taylor is going to be great. I don't what know saying. what they do with Marlon Mack this off season.
0: He's getting. Uh, moved. I don't
1: know if he, is he a free agent.
0: No, he's going to get traded. You think so? I, I'm 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 almost one hundred percent sure on it.
1: I think he should go. I don't. I think I think Jonathan Taylor is the future, and they know that he played really yep. well at the end of last season. But there were just times last year where he would just casually chill on the bench and not be in the game. It was very confusing owning him as like a fantasy player
0: yeah i i had him on in fantasy too and it was just like why are we feeding jonathan taylor
1: yeah and then, and then when it happened at the end of the season we're like where was this the whole season
0: yeah it, it's because they started giving him the ball then i don't know if he was that comfortable in the offense until later in the year which yeah, could have been possible which could have been i think next year he's going to come out and i've said se- i said it on uh peyton doyle show i was on that over the weekend i said that i think jonathan taylor is going to lead the league in rushing next year
1: I think that sounds a little crazy with someone like a Derrick Henry or a Dalvin Cook, but uh, it's a bold take. It's bold take. Jared, I'll credit you on the bold take. It's it's bold.
0: But is it that Uh, bold behind that offensive line? No, it's not. Okay.
1: The only reason why I call it bold is because he's not the established RB1 there because randomly Naheem Hines for two games will just go off and he'll just be there. Or or uh, Wilkins will go in and just steal steal the touchdown from him or whatever it is. Leaning, leading leading and rushing behind that offensive line does not sound crazy. I just wanna see the opportunity. I don't wanna see Mac, I don't wanna see Hines, I don't wanna see anybody. I wanna see him show. And that's how he could do it. But if you were gonna ask me right now who's gonna do it, I'd probably say either Cook or Henry again. One of them
0: it's yeah i went with taylor because it's just too easy to take for me like yeah because it's like oh i want to be the guy that definitely called that especially if it happens
1: oh yes of course if it happens oh yeah
0: because then i I will i will i will will be sure to throw that back in people's faces just oh yeah 100 percent. remember when you said i was an idiot there you go right there
1: Uh aha i got one sports take (laughs) right and uh all my attempts you know what um, you should make a show where you say all of them all of your takes you ready You'll say all of your takes, but you'll have, like, a couple of bold takes. You'll say, Jonathan Taylor's going to win uh, the rushing yards. And then you'll say some random dude, some random dude. You'll cut it up. You won't release all of it. But then when it happens, you'll be like, oh, I said it. The video, I can't find it, but here, here's, here's me talking about it back in December.
0: So, yeah, not, a sm- not, hey, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Have,
1: have a bold take
0: episode. Because <laughs> nobody's going to dig. Nobody's going to dig to find out. Nobody's
1: going to dig. And then they'd be like, exactly. oh, wow, this guy, yo, this guy's actually smart, bro. Maybe I should
0: <laughs> But back to he the Jets. To the back to the Jets. So we both think that they're going to move on from Sam Darnold. They have the second overall pick. Clearly, they're probably, they're probably not going to get Trevor. Simple. You said Justin Fields? Justin Fields, simple. You said that so quick.
1: I hate all the Zach Wilson stuff. I hate it. I don't even like the dude. I don't think he's – you know what? I don't really like Josh Allen coming out of school. Well, I'm kind of biased because I'm uh, – it's weird. I'm a Boise State fan. The Bluefield. Okay. They're my guys. And uh, the season – I think I think Josh Allen was a senior. It was the last time they played uh, Boise State. I think they were going for an undefeated season and Josh Allen beat them very late in the game. I think they won by a couple of points or something like that. And after that point, I was like, No not a Josh Allen guy right now. I became a Josh Allen fan as he like continued to have success in the NFL cuz like it's got a great story. Yeah. But up until draft time and until probably I would say like halfway through last year I wasn't I wasn't a big guy cuz I still had that hate in my heart from yeah. his college days. And when the Jets passed on him I was like, yeah. Suck it Buffalo. You could have him. And then look how that turned out kind of sucks for us now
0: very true i hate to break it to you but i think they're going to take zach wilson
1: you know what there was talk about taking baker mayfield back in uh what was it 2017 too yeah i had dinner with him all that kind of stuff i uh, you know i was really pulling for josh rosen back in the day that was my God. guy i thought He's, he was so good. turns
0: out he stunk
1: oh he was so bad but i thought he was gonna be the guy
0: <laughs> hey so, so did I. I i'm not gonna rosen lie so did i and-
1: this, that, blah, blah. And
0: uh, turns out, I think Mason Rudolph still has a job, and Josh Rosen, I don't think he's in the league. So
1: I don't know if Josh Rosen is in the league. <laughs> He'd go play in the, was the FCF or whatever, the fans?
0: The, that, that league has, stinks. That league it, stinks.
1: It has Johnny Manziel, though, so type.
0: Yeah, but he's washed. He said it himself.
1: Ah, it's okay. It's, John, it's, it's Johnny Manziel. He'll always be Johnny Manziel.
0: Hey, you're right. I like Johnny. Johnny's one of my favorite guys. But I here's the reason I think they're going to take Zach Wilson. I'll tell you this right now. Okay. All right. So Zach Wilson came out, and he said he thinks he would fit best in a Mike Shanahan-type offense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, not Mike. Kyle Shanahan. I said I said Mike. I met Kyle. I get the two
1: confused. Oh, okay, okay. And, he hired, and they brought over the guy. Yeah, okay.
0: He brought over Salah. Salah brought over Mike LaFleur, which yeah. runs that type of offense. Where they like to that's kind of like Kyler Murray play
1: first overall because Cl- Cliff Kingsbury's like, yeah, I need that type of quarterback for my system.
0: Yep, and I, that's why I think they're going to take Zach. So, I like Zach, though. I'll tell you from the film I've watched, Zach is very impressive, but so is Justin. I don't, th- I don't think they can go wrong with either one.
1: I've, I've, I've watched him in spurts, Zach. I did watch him absolutely destroy Boise State this year. That yeah, was a pretty rough one <laughs> yeah. to watch. He absolutely mauled them. It wasn't even close. That was, like, the big game of the year. I think they were both ranked. Yep. Given that, like, BYU was, like, within the top 15, maybe even top 10 at that point. And I think Boise State was, I think, within the top 20 or somewhere close to that, maybe they're 21. And I was like, this is the game right here. This is a big-time game. It was, like, a Saturday night and, like, a, a quarter in. They were just getting rocked. I was like, oh, this is, this is not going to be good. But he was pretty impressive throughout the game. He was. I'm not going to lie. He was making some good throws, making some good reads. I don't think he's a bad quarterback at all. But I've just watched so much more of Justin Fields. Yep. So much more. And he's been so impressive. And then after that whole rib scare, ripping off those those uh, touchdowns to go to the championship, even though, like, the championship didn't really end up well, but that that game showed me a lot. Yep. That was big time. So I, I I personally would probably still go Justin. Just cause like I just think he's the next best guy. Even if it doesn't, I guess more of a system fit than you go Zach Wilson. But if you don't trade Sam, just draft the offensive tackle, bro. Yep, not a,
0: can't go just wrong. Give me, with it. give
1: me the guy. Give me give me the give me two tackles. Give me Beckton. Give me Penny. That's it. You can't mess with me then.
0: Nope.
1: You literally can't mess.
0: I Uh, really
1: think that they never had that offensive line since Nick Mangold and the Berkshaw Ferguson back in like 2010. They really haven't had a a fully built offensive line. It's always like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick this free agent. I'm going to pick this free agent. I'm going to pick this third-round guy, and we're going to put it all together, and we're going to have a great offensive line. And it doesn't work every year. It's the same nonsense. They'll sign some free agent dude that's like super underrated. Oh, we're getting a big steal, and then he ends up sucking. Happens every year.
0: Yeah. Hopefully they don't do that this year. But one of the last things I want to hit they on. need a
1: playmaker too.
0: Oh. They a need that. They do need that. I, you I think. You
1: know who I like? I like that dude from Florida. Not Kedar- Pitts. Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Tony. Tooney. Tony. I don't know. How so fast. He's so, so fast. Fast.
0: He's also like the best route runner I've seen in this. Well, one of the best route runners I've seen in this draft. I want,
1: I want him to just snag a guy like that in the second round, third round, something like that, something stupid, wow. underrated like that, and get snag one of those guys.
0: I don't, I don't know if he's going to make it out of the first. To be honest with you, really, yeah, legit. I think wow. there's going to be five or six wide receivers taken in the first round. Again, yeah.
1: Well, if you think about it, it's going to be Devonte Chase,
0: Jamar, Does Jam- Pitts count? I think.
1: Does Pitts count as a wide receiver, is, or is he a Pitts tight end? Is
0: a, uh, hes supposedly a tight end, but I, I don't think he'll see... play
1: a wide receiver at, at the next level. I think.
0: I think he's going to line up at tight end. I think he's going to really? do like tra- I think he's going to be like Travis Kelsey, and he's just going to play like a mix.
1: Okay, I get that. I get that. Um, and then who's the other two guys?
0: Um, Jalen Waddle, Rashad oh, Bateman, facts. Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Yes. You I could, could also go
1: Waddle because he hurt himself.
0: You could also go Terrence Marshall, but he's more of a day two, he's more of a round two guy, in my opinion. He's from L S U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh there's that makes sense. there's Roland Del Moore. He's super quick too. He's from And Fair then Moves. how high
1: does Harris go?
0: Najee Harris? I think the highest he'll go is eighteen.
1: He's not a top fifteen guy.
0: I feel like he's um crazy. I don't think I don't think the running back position is valued like that anymore.
1: You don't think anyone's ever going to be drafted like Saquon Leonard Fournette? No, never.
0: He's not. He's not that type of player. Yeah, like no, he's, of course not. He's he's good, but like if a Saquon type player comes out, he's going to get drafted where he needs to be. But yeah. Najee's Naji's just like kind of like a better Josh Jacobs when he was coming out.
1: Okay, fair.
0: So I would I would put him probably like fifteen to twenty five.
1: And what about Travis, though?
0: Travis? I'd put him at, like, 20 to 30.
1: So, both of them will go in the first round, you think? Uh, No. Really? You think Travis is going to fall out of the first round? I'm I'm down to snag him in the beginning of the second round. Are you joking?
0: I mean, I I only say that because I want the Steelers to take him.
1: Oh, you sketch. Oh, get out of (laughs) here. There's no way that Travis Etienne, if he slips out of the first round, I don't think the Jets can actually pass on him in the second oh, round. They he'll need be the for first. running back he'll, like that.
0: He'll be like the first or second pick in the second round. So, y'all, y'all will get him.
1: That would be pretty high.
0: Just It's just like the wide receiver position that was like so valued at this point in the NFL that I could see so many of them go off the board because there's so many good ones in this draft, too. It's very deep. I like, think
1: Lester's a little more deep, though. Uh, At least on the face, on the face, like of the surface. Yeah, surface value. B.D. Lamb, banger. Jerry Judy, banger. Justin Jefferson, banger. You would think like
0: Well, I mean like – Justin Jefferson was a great pick.
1: Yeah, we didn't think he was going to be this good. But we all knew he he definitely had the talent to be really good. Yeah. He was going to be the best receiver in the class this early, but uh, you never know. But on the yeah. surface, like there was crazy talent. That like someone like uh, Michael Pittman Jr. couldn't even make it to the first round.
0: Yeah. It, you know, he was like a in second. other years he would have
1: been in the Chase first Claypool round.
0: Chase Claypool slipped out of the first round too. Claypool like you think too, about that. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Crazy talent. Crazy. And I think
0: you're gonna I think you're gonna continue to see that year in and year out from here on out in the NFL draft.
1: Crazy wide receiver prospects?
0: Yep. I think so.
1: I just because hope that they're gonna be able to build through the draft like you see teams like the Seahawks do. You know? You don't see the Seahawks make massive big free agent signings. No. Or like the Patriots. When was the last time the Patriots went all in for a guy? What, Randy Moss? No, yeah, they, they signed ne- like the smaller guys. They developed yeah. really well. They turned sixth round offensive guards into like franchise guys, like like they, they, why can't we get like a scout from the Patriots? Like, what, like what's wrong with
0: that? <laughs> I, don't, they're I think doing Bill Belichick does right. it all up there. I mean, something, but I mean, we'll There's, see.
1: Is it in the water? Because we're the water. W-
0: we're one year removed from Brady leaving, and I mean, I don't know. We'll Listen, see if they're really that good. There's
1: something in the water there. There has to be.
0: Or is it just Bill Belichick? Is it
1: just Greg Pavovich?
0: Ah uh, good. Know. Great question. I don't know. Great question.
1: Uh, okay, last question, I'll give a question to you. All right, does bet. Brady does Brady go back to back? Or is that I think or so. is this the, or is this the last time we see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl?
0: No, we'll see him again.
1: Really? He only has I one think... more he does he sign another deal after this year if he doesn't win? Absolutely. Wow. It, but if he wins the Super Bowl, goes back to back, does he retire on top like Peyton Manning?
0: I hope he, he comes back it. really dude, he still got it
1: I know, but like that's a that's a fairy tale ending. Eight super Bowls retire on top
0: the clear I think if he dope, gets
2: I think if he gets
0: nine, I think if he gets nine, he'll say, "Oh, see you guys later like that's, that's the only, the only way he rides out on top. That's the only way he rides out on top is if he gets nine. I don't think he's going to do it, though.
1: I, I just I – don't, I don't see him going back next year, but that's just me being a Tom Brady hater.
0: I do. I Want to know why?
1: I have, I have the utmost respect for him, but, but being a Jets fan, you can't really like Tom Brady. It's just, it's just not my nature.
0: I'll lay the concrete path on how the Buccaneers make it back to the Super Bowl.
1: What the Saints choke again?
0: Nope. Oh, they're going to.
1: Like yeah, or or the Packers choke again. Like like
0: here here here's how it goes. So Gronk's a free agent this year. Yeah. Gronk's gonna clearly re-sign. Yeah,
1: they're gonna gonna bring.
0: They're gonna let Leonard Fournette walk.
1: They're gonna
0: they're gonna keep Ronald Jones. He's gonna be the featured back. They're gonna bring in Adrian Peterson. Peterson's gonna be that goal line back. Julian Edelman is going to get cut from the Patriots and they're going to bring him in at veteran minimum to Tampa Bay and they're going to find a way to keep Antonio Brown, which will give them a wide receiver core of Scotty Miller, Julian Edelman, Antonio Brown, and Mike Evans with Gronk and O.J. Howard at tight end. And then their defense are not going to lose a lot of so guys. So you're
1: letting Chris Godwin walk? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Oh, Chris Godwin. See you later. He said on the Pat McAfee show today that he said he would love to come back to the Bucs, but he wants to make sure he gets paid. He's gone. Oh,
1: he's gone. He's, he's still gone.
0: He's gone. So, and I have no problem with letting Chris Godwin walk, especially if you have Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, no, I have no and problem with,
1: with letting him walk if you really don't have the money to resign him if it doesn't make sense. And he I is think they're a fantastic player. Oh yeah, he, he is. is. He is all pro, all that, all that good stuff. He he's a very good player. I just wouldn't invest my entire future in him when I'm trying to win right now.
0: Yep. And I think, if I do remember correctly, Carlton Davis on his rookie contract still, he's a corner. Sean Murphy Bunting still on his rookie contract. Antonio Winfield Jr. still on his rookie contract.
1: Obviously, literally a second year guy in Winfield.
0: Yeah. Devin White still, he's second year, still on his rookie contract. So their defense is young, but they're going to bring in another veteran, maybe like JJ Watt. And they're gonna they're gonna JJ keep the dome
1: TJ Wadham just saying. No, that was so funny. That, meme. <laughs> that was I such know. a funny meme. I loved that one.
0: But I that I I, I am fully in on the Bucks repeating the Super Bowl.
1: Do you really think? Don't
0: I can't they have go again. two
1: edges already. Don't they have JPP and someone else already? Don't they have? Yeah. Don't they have two two bookends? Dude, edges.
0: You run and a four nine. three. You run a 4-3, line J.J. up on the inside with Nadalman Yeah, Like, it'd be unstoppable. J.P.P., Nadalman Kinsu, J.J., and then I think probably Shaq Levante, Levante. Yeah, Sha- Shaq Barrett on the outside.
1: Holy crap. Yeah. That sounds like it's, crazy to be true.
0: But they can do it.
1: They can. They really, really can.
0: And that's the scary part. like, Because veterans, they know for a fact they can get a shot at winning a Super Bowl with Tom. And they'll take way less money.
1: Yo, JJ does
0: that? Just so you know, I'm calling it right now. <laughs> that's
1: it. That's your – okay, fine. Bold call. Outside of out, – okay, fine. You ready? Well, uh, we're at the end of February. Let's go bold calls. You're, you're saying Jonathan Taylor and, and JJ Watt. Um I'm gonna go with I don't know how bold this is, but we're going Arizona Cardinals. Maybe not to the A- uh, NFC Championship, but I say they win the division. They're gonna beat the Steel, they're gonna beat the Seahawks, they're gonna beat the 49ers, they're gonna beat everyone. And then they're gonna make it, but then lose in the AFC Championship to you know who? Bucks aren't even gonna be there.
0: Okay, okay.
1: They're not even going to be there, Jared. Okay. This is bold. This is bold. You ready? They're going to be playing. I haven't even made it up yet. I'm trying to think on the spot. Not the Saints. They choke too much. Not the Packers. They choke too much. It's not even going be the Seahawks. The Seahawks are going to suck next year. That's my call.
0: I say that every year.
1: That, Russell, that <laughs> Russell Wilson drama is, is taking over.
0: Um, who else is there? You're gonna it. say that Deshaun Watson led Carolina Panthers.
1: Hey, you know what? <laughs> if we're going bold, Dallas Cowboys. I don't. I don't like this at all. That's, that's just never gonna happen. That's just never gonna happen. I absolutely, hate this, happen. I absolutely just... hate this bold call. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, this is that. That really turned out so much worse than I was
0: thinking. Oh, Cardinals versus Cowboys. In a, that's like a maybe a Madden simulation, but...
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> gross. You know what? Fuck it. It's bold. Cowboys in, in the Super Bowl versus um, the Browns. The Cowboys and Browns. Yeah, yeah. Probably the most Madden Super Bowl you'll get.
0: Oh, yeah. That's for sure. it.
1: We're going with that. And the Browns, you know who they're going to beat? I'm not going to be stupid and say, like, the Jets, but, like, they are going to beat the Bills. And the Bills are going to go back to the AFC Championship and lose again, and then – Bills fans don't deserve what
0: you just did there.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
0: I would just like to let my Bills fans that listen to this show know (laughs) But I don't stand for what Morris just did to there.
1: <laughs> Okay so wait let's, let's let's recap It was the, the Cardinals No the Cardinals losing To the Cowboys right Cardinals losing to the Cowboys Cowboys making it to the Super Bowl And then you have the Browns beating The Bills Now it's Cowboys and Browns And Baker Mayfield Gets the Super Bowl
0: Nobody wants That's to it. see that happen
1: And he brings it back to the land a la uh, LeBron James. <laughs> Bang. That's it. I just, did, I, I just did sports for the next season. You don't even have to watch. I just <laughs> recapped the whole thing. I'm a time traveler. Oh, I, If one of them actually makes it to the Super Bowl.
0: I, trust me, I will.
1: You better put this everywhere.
0: I will clip this. I'm clipping this, and I'm putting it in a folder.
1: Clipped. i also clipped. put
0: I'm also putting my takes in the folder too. Oh, that way I can throw yeah. them back out there like, you know me.
1: Okay, let's throw out a couple of them right now. Um, Derrick Henry, rushing leader. Clipped. Um, <laughs> uh, rookie of the year, Devontae Smith. Clipped. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, Justin Fields on the New York Jets. Clipped. If he does, if he's if he's uh, the if he's like the offensive rookie of the year for like another team, still clipped. It's it's still fine. Uh, the Jets have Sam Darnold, uh, and he wins the MVP. Clipped. It's official. Like, if Sam Darnold wins the MVP, that's it. Like you have to do it. You have to do it. Uh, any other crazy takes?
0: I don't know if I can go crazy and then Sam Donald MVP.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But he's not MVP on the Jets, bro. He's MVP on the Bears. Come on. (laughs) You know what? The Bears are going to be in the playoffs next year with Sam Donald. That's the take. With Sam Donald, baby. I'm just getting crazy out here.
0: Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. It's it's
1: very fun. (laughs) It's very fun.
0: Hey, I know. I'll tell you what I have. I have enjoyed this a lot. And, you know, what? I think I think Sam Donald on the on the Bears would probably be a good place to wrap it up. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the Knicks so making the playoffs, Knicks. Well, I think that might happen. So,
1: this is an actual thing that might happen. This is the one thing I might actually get right this year. But if they I, have to actually get into the playoffs, it's probably going to be the seventh seed, maybe eighth seed, some somewhere in that range. And if it's the battle of Brooklyn and the Knicks actually win. That will probably break the internet. Yeah. Outside of like a Lakers and uh, Nets NBA Finals, the Knicks beating the Nets in a playoff series would it would probably break the internet. I think so. I think it would fairly break the internet. I think so. I would make fun of all my Nets friends. All of them. <laughs> because like if if the Nets win, I'll be like, yeah, we get it. The Nets are better. They have three superstars. Like. They're supposed to. They're
0: win. supposed to be better. They're
1: the second seed in, in the uh, in the East, but the Knicks come in, they win, although they'll never hear the end. Jared, I promise they never gonna hear the end of it. Even All right, if so, they go out and win the championship the next year. Yeah. Even if they still lost to the Knicks in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Nah, Knicks lost. are
0: still the Knicks are still the king of basketball in New York City. So
1: yeah, no, hundred percent, they're the king. Who's so Kevin who's Kyrie? Who? <laughs> Pardon Who?
0: I think actually, I do have one more question because it just popped in my head. Okay. If if the Knicks do make the playoffs, like, are they actually going to be able to make a move in free agency at that point because they might be able to convince somebody that this is a place worth coming?
1: I think Randall has one more year and he wants to sign more long term for sure. They built the team really well around like one year, two year deals where Reggie Bullock's not going to he's going to be an he's going to be a free agent. Pretty sure like Alfred Payne's going to be a free agent. All these guys are going to be. You could let them walk and that kind of stuff. I think for sure they could attract one name. I think if if they really finish out the season well, and they are a playoff team and like the team cohesion seems right, I wouldn't hate them going after a solid name. I don't want them going after like a twenty nine year old almost, like, at the end of his prime type of guy. Yeah. So if I can find a solid young dude who's maybe, like, around 25 or younger to come in and, like, really kickstart. A dude like Donovan Mitchell would have been perfect, but, like, yep. happy in Utah right now. But I don't know, like, Victor Oladipo, something like that. If they can get a young stud, I would, I would be on the moon. I would, um, honestly, I'd be on the moon. I think they could do it, though. I think it's possible. Okay. I wouldn't rule it out. But they have to make the playoffs first, though.
0: I agree. I agree. I think if they make the playoffs, their off season would look a whole lot brighter than if they don't.
1: I would consider a playoff game, a play in game, as a success. Like,
0: yeah. So would 100%, I.
1: 100%. Like if they were the ninth seed or 10th seed and they played one or two games and they happened to lose, I would consider that a big victory.
0: Because nobody expected them to get there.
1: Big victory, hundred percent.
0: All right. Well, MVP I, LeBron. <laughs> MVP. Well, LeBron. I don't know. Jokic don't is better know. than
1: Embiid. Don't
0: tell them. Hey, I agree on that one. I've I been know. saying that one for two years though.
1: I, I I I remember fighting with people like two summers ago that Jokic was better than Embiid. And they're like what you could just this you just that i get blah, blah, blah. i know he's not scoring 40 points almost every day like embiid's doing but the impact he passes that he like has a on point his guard team, like the impact he has on his team it's kind of like the only thing i can compare it to is the lebron effect where he makes everyone around him better yes you know exactly he just makes everyone around him better straight up what it is exactly I, I don't see MB doing that to his team unless they're playing really well. Um Simmons is playing really well. Danny Bricks is playing very well. <laughs> Straight up he's playing very well too. He's been he's been a great addition for them. He really sucked with the Lakers, but now he's like great. I don't know. He's really on and off. But he has I to he just had a, I
0: think he just had a tough time in the bubble, I think. I think a lot of guys did.
1: Also the dude trends on Twitter faster than like you can say Apple he does. Pie like.
0: He does. Him and Kuzma. So fast. Him and Kuzma every single game last year in the bubble, they were trending within two seconds of tip off.
1: Danny Green was the biggest trend. Spe- oh my god, when he missed that shot. Oh at the, end of the game.
0: I was on Twitter for two hours afterwards.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. I just keep on thinking of that gif with the with the person with with all the hands laying the bricks out. You know what I'm talking about? There's yeah. that oh, yeah with with the,
0: that's literally what that it was. Times.
1: And someone put his face on it too. It was oh my goodness.
0: Dude, if Kuzma took a three, people were mad at him.
1: He's playing very well this year though. He is though. I'm very I'm very proud of him.
0: I like Kuzma. I think if like he was on a different team, he'd get a lot more love
1: for what he's doing for this Lakers team, for sure. It's I very think, underrated.
0: I think he's a guy that has to put up 15 shots a game, but to get in, to get in a rhythm, like he's just a straight yeah. scorer. He's a straight scorer.
1: Yeah, and but now he's playing more defense. He's rebounding more. Exactly, being more active on the glass. I've seen plenty of putback uh, dunks, second chance uh, rebounds, all that kind of stuff. So I like the way Kuz was playing.
0: His, but he, his trade, game's getting a lot more rounded. So
1: that trade with the Pelicans is probably one of the best I've ever seen for both sides.
0: Exactly. I know. If you think
1: about it. Like Lakers got their championship. Pelicans got their young core. They got Lonzo. They got Ingram, Zion, Josh Hart. I, I can't think of another trade that worked out better for both sides. I can't. I, usually it's like one sided. Like the Porzingis deal. Like obviously the Mavs won. Yeah. Even though the Knicks did get quickly. With one of those two first-round picks, we'll we'll just leave it as a side note for now, because um, we don't know what the next first-round pick will entail. Maybe it'll be traded for a, uh, a for someone that they want near the deadline or something like that. But uh, yeah, the Nets raped. The Nets got raped by the Celtics. I, I you can't even explain that one. That one was the worst thing ever. Yeah. and we all knew it when it happened too it was like they're not winning the championship with old Paul Pierce old Kevin Garnett that's not happening
0: no, no i couldn't believe when that trade happened that they actually made that trade
1: and when you hear about the people they gave up i think one of the picks turned into lillard another turned into tatum it was just yeah. something not like that right
0: like it was one of those it was one of those ones that you look at sec- 7 or 8 years down the road and you're just like Oh, the aftermath of this literally completely changed and shaped the NBA to what it is today.
1: Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. All right,
0: man. I appreciate okay. you coming on. Everybody uh, go check out Morris. On go check out grind. Jared.
1: That's what you got to go check out. <laughs> me, you'll, you'll find me somewhere down the road, but you got to stick with Jared. This dude works so hard. Really? He's like one of the hardest workers I know on this this, uh, app, this platform, this YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, all these things. He puts in a lot of work. And he's got some crazy episodes uh, in the drafts. So stay tuned. He's got some episodes in the drafts. He's going to put them out eventually. Eventually. And I have to put out my drafts too. I'm posting that Steelers one this week. So watch
0: out (laughs) for them. All right, brother.
1: By the time this comes out.
0: Yeah, hey, absolutely appreciate you coming on man it was a great time hopefully we can do this again everybody make sure we go check out morris at the dot slow grind is i got it right yeah
1: the dot slow grind i couldn't get the slow grind because it was yeah
0: all right bro but have a good day i don't really care
1: hey
0: have a good day and wow um i mean that was one of the funner conversations that i think i've ever had with a guest uh i've had a couple guests on Not that many, but he is somebody that I have absolutely loved his content for such a long time, and I think it was a great thing that we finally were able to do some work together because we have tried so many times within the past year to do so, and it's just never worked out, and this is the first time it's worked out, and that was exciting for me. I hope you enjoyed it. But like I said, big announcement. Everybody knows – that I absolutely love covering sports. If you're listening to this, you know that. And I've always wanted to expand what I do. I've wanted to do more. And I'm beginning to do do so now. I am creating a show in partnership with the Albatross Sports Network, where I I am the co-host, along with Peyton Doyle, host of the Peyton Doyle show, called The Rundown. We will be kicking that show off before... Free agency starts in the NFL around sometime between mid-March is when we want to try to kick off. It'll be on Mondays we'll be releasing it. It'll be a YouTube show, but it'll also be in podcast form. So if you want to check that out, make sure you do. Um, I'm super excited about it. Me and Peyton are still working on the details, but we have a logo. And if it's okay with him, I will put it out there when I debut this episode tomorrow. So I really hope you guys will – Give, the, give that show a chance and check it out because I feel like it's going to be a good time because anytime me and Peyton get together on something, it normally turns out to be pretty good in my opinion. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoy some of my takes from his show that I will clip here now because I had a very good time with his show and I will leave the info to Morris's Instagram and his, you know, I think Twitter and his TikTok down below. And I will also leave the link to Peyton's, this p- show that me and Peyton, well, I take that back. I will leave the link because I'm struggling here mentally. I will leave the link to Peyton Doyle's newest episode that features myself down below for those interested in listening to it. And here you will hear part of the conversation the, myself and him had on his latest episode. I hope you enjoy it.
2: So here you go. Let's get back to the Colts, though. You look at the AFC South. um, You have Jacksonville, who is about to get Trevor Lawrence, just got Urban Meyer as their head coach. Tons of cap space to be able to improve that roster. Um, Then you have um, the Texans, who are not looking that good. Dumpster
0: fire. Yeah, they are a dumpster fire. fire
2: right now, for sure, to say the least. And then you have the Titans, who are year in, year out, a solid team. They have an identity. They run the ball. They're really good in the play action with Ryan Tannehill. Their defense needs a little bit of work. But now you look at the Colts. Really good offensive line. Really good young running back. Really solid defense with Darius Leonard. Really good head coach, I believe, in Frank Reich. And a really big question mark at quarterback. Do you think that the Colts are going to win the AFC South.
0: Yes. I, I thought that when the season ended, that I thought they were going to win it coming into the year. They didn't. Tennessee was, yeah, they didn't. Tennessee was very good. Tennessee is not winning it. They're $3 million over the cap as of right now. And they need help on defense significantly. Like, they have no pass rush, and they're not going to mm-hmm. find it being $3 million over the cap. They're going to have to draft somebody, and they're, they're – Their history of drafting pass rushers over the last couple of years has not been fantastic. So I think it's the Colts' division if they want it. Now, that that, that all depends on how Carson Wentz plays. If we see Carson Wentz from last year in Philly in Indy, Titans will win it for sure. But I like the Colts' chances. I like the
2: Colts' chances to get out of
0: the AFC this year.
2: Really? I'm that high on the Colts. So you think Carson Wentz has the – potential to lead the the indianapolis colts to a super bowl appearance this year no i think frank reich
0: has the potential to lead the colts to a super bowl appearance because they're going to have to ride the coattails of jonathan taylor to get there Mm -hmm. i think they can run it down anybody's throat if they wanted to and don't be shocked if jonathan taylor comes out and leads the nfl in rushing yards next year wow
2: that's I'm going a, bold. That today. A, I'm going that bold today. Jared is I, on fire right now, man. I, I'm, I'm a, a huge,
0: take. I am a huge fan of the Colts and okay. there is just, there's just something about that Colts team like that. I just love more than any other team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I like the def- I like the defensive side of the ball. I think they're young on both sides. I think they have great leadership on both sides because I think Darius Leonard is a, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. And I think he's one of the best leaders in the NFL. I liked when he came out and said the other day that if you want to come here, you better be willing to put in the work every single day. And I was like, let's go. Like I'm that stuff makes me excited. I, I'm a big fan of the Colts. I'm mm-hmm. not a Colts fan. Like I'm a Steelers fan through and through, <laughs> but we're in a tough spot. We are in a tough spot, but i tell you <laughs> what, that Colts team gets me excited.
2: I know. I know you, you were a big Colts guy. Last year, you actually, uh, you thought I was crazy. I was really down on them all year. I just felt as if Phillip Rivers didn't have it. Um, But I was wrong. They did make the playoffs. They are a lot better a team than I thought they were. Running the ball is really important. I think it's really important because it's going to take pressure off of Carson Wentz. Um, I I think the biggest problem with Carson Wentz wasn't necessarily that he wasn't talented or that he wasn't good enough. It was that he got in this, mental state where i feel as if he felt like he had to be superman um and you see quarterbacks struggle like that all the time where they feel like they had to be superman i believe baker mayfield last season in his sophomore season uh part of the reason that he struggled was that he felt like he had to make plays like he had to put the team on his back and carry the team when in reality you just gotta you just gotta sit back let the o-line block let your receivers get open make good reads and run the ball and do just Manage the game, be a game manager. And I think Carson Wentz is talented enough to be a game manager and then also make those big plays that really can put a team over the top. I do believe that the Indianapolis Colts will win the AFC South next year. Um, I don't believe that they are going to make it out of the conference and represent the AFC in the Super Bowl like you do, but I do believe they will win the AFC South if Carson Wentz can get out of his own head. If he can get out of his own head and just play relaxed football again, there was rumors that him and Doug Peterson weren't even talking to each other midway through the season this year. So obviously it was a bad and spoiled relationship in in Philadelphia. If he can get back to that calm state of mind where he's, he's just releasing the ball, playing smooth, fluid, efficient football, then the Colts are going to be a really, really dangerous and great team. But if he doesn't do that, it's going to be a disaster. Sadly. Yep. Um, yeah. And I think one more thing about the Colts.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to have to make a decision at wide receiver. Because yeah. right now, at their their depth is not fantastic. But I think they have a very underrated wide receiver in Zach Pascal. Mm-hmm. Zach Pascal is, I think, one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. Because he gets no respect from anybody. He gets no mention anywhere. But he's super talented. Michael Pittman's was a rookie last year, and he showed flashes toward the end of the year, which you want to see. Uh, T.Y. is set to be a free agent. So they're either going to have to bring T.Y. back or let him walk. I don't know what T.Y. is worth to them, but T.Y. is still a – I would say is still a top 15 wide receiver in this league when fully healthy. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to have to bring in somebody else, maybe like Marvin Jones Jr. or maybe take a flyer on John Ross – I think he's a free agent this year just to try to bring somebody in to try to take the top off.
2: Yeah. just kind of get some, uh, get some speed in there. Yep. Um, I get what you're saying with that, but looking at TY's number this year, um, he's not looking very good. He's looking like he's aging a lot. He's 31 years old. He, he, uh, was, he was,
0: he was, he was, he was injured for a lot of the year. He was. But uh, if you, if you go back and watch the film, the defense still respects him. They kind of cheat the safety over to his side almost every single time, which is crazy
2: even at his age? Well, yeah, well, it, because he, he was the number one wide receiver on that team still, no doubt about oh, yeah. it. He oh, really yeah. was, but um, it's just, he he has, you know, very lackluster performances lately. I think he's aging. I think they could possibly look for wide receivers in the draft, but like you said, I think Zach Pascal, if he gets uh, enough playing time and enough targets, I do think he is somebody that could potentially have a breakout season next year for a uh, fantasy fantasy players out there fantasy football players out there we'll get into that later we're not even close to fantasy football (laughs) season but um I do agree with you Zach Pascoe is extremely underrated Michael Pittman showed really good signs his rookie season um T.Y. Hilton's aging if they could bring him back though he'd be a good veteran to have in there you could even put him in the slot sometimes if you want you could have him out wide um I think they definitely do have good weapons there in Indianapolis I think they will win the AFC South now all right everybody Longer episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. That
0: is all I have for you today. So, I have to do it. For, if you enjoyed the show, you share it with a friend. Share it with two friends. Share it with three friends. Share it with as many people as you want. It would mean the world to me. If you stuck around this long in the video, if you're listening to the video, or you're listening, tweet me at hashtag, hashtag the JB show. And... Say, um, I listen the full way through. And if you did that, you'll be in the running to get, uh, for the next month, I'll be doing that. And I'll pick three people. If you tweet me at hashtag the JB show that you listen the full way through, you'll be in the running to possibly get 15 bucks. Let's go. Let's go. All right, man. Thanks for listening to this episode. Share it with a friend. Help me out if you like this episode. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube. Follow me on all my socials. Have a good day. Have a good week. I'll check you next week. Peace.